0: Blog Talk Radio
1: good morning, everyone. This is Phoebe with, oh, my word, I was almost about to say my job. I'm totally, like, in a different place. But this is Phoebe with Bragging Rights with my co-host, Joe. Um, hey, Joe, how are you doing?
0: Sitting up here. Good. How about you?
1: Good. I literally, um, <laughs> it was funny because I was doing something prior to the show starting, and I ended up, I was about to start, like, my spiel when I get on the phone at work. <laughs> like, this is Phoebe with whatever
0: my work Oh, you're, c- you're my about to open name. up with your, uh, I welcome <laughs> to such and such. This is Phoebe. How can I help you? Yeah.
1: So I was like, wait a minute. Whoops. My bad. <laughs> but, um, anyways, how are you doing, Joe?
0: I'm good. You skipped out on me last week. We took a week off. It was our bi-week, I guess. Um... So we have lots and lots to talk about but uh had a good weekend so far and seems to be I'm enjoying myself. Gonna have a lazy day today waiting for waiting all day for the game, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm actually heading over to a friend's house. Well, I'm going over there first cuz I'm going to get my nails done over over in Renton. There's this one one place that I go to in Renton to get my nails done, and she is so good. And sometimes I've, like, had to go elsewhere, and it's never the same. She's always, I mean, that's why, even though I don't live anywhere close to Renton, I drive over there, like, once a month just to get her to do my nails. Is
0: it in the old part of Old Town Renton or up on the hill? or?
1: Uh, You're talking to the most directionally challenged person in the world. I don't even know what that means. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Speak okay. English to
1: me, man. <laughs> All right. But yeah, so, my actually, um mean? on a on a random note Joe, my my uh, my Inanak, which is my goddaughter, my niece, uh, Sarah, went to homecoming yesterday and she looked gorgeous and uh, there's this cute little video of her trying to put the what do you call that thing on a, a guy, the little flower what do you call that?
0: Corsage?
1: Yeah, that kind of action on the guy, you know, she had to pin it and like it was,
0: he yeah, was so yeah. patient. Well,
1: I mean I'd be yeah. nervous. I'd probably prick the guy. But um so she was it was so cute just watching her try to try to put it on and um it's just so crazy that she's so grown now and so so pretty and, and her date was yeah, handsome and I'm like I don't even know. I don't even know how I'm taking this in. <laughs> I mean, I've met the kid. I, I, t- I, 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 took, I took them because um, I took a group of kids to Lovenworth, and it was such a fun day, and that was the first time I ever met him. And he's kind of one of those, like, um, quiet guys, but, like, seems like a, a sweet, deep thinker kind of person. But I'm like, you better be okay. good to my niece. <laughs> Yeah. I got my eye on you. You better have good intentions, Mr.
0: <laughs> but yeah, they grow quick, don't they?
1: They really do. It's so insane. I mean, just even looking at her pictures when she was you know, I don't know how old. I mean, everybody like it's she's such it's I mean, her her face now is closer to her face when she was a little baby, kind of, in a way. Like, her little uh-huh. dimple, and, I mean, it's just insane, but it's just so much growing up. Her teeth is amazing. I mean, like, all of the family always had, like, their braces and stuff, and it always paid off because all their their teeth are amazing. But, um, yeah, she just, I don't know. And they, they have all their, it's amazing how when you meet a baby, there's so much of their personality is already there. Like, it's insane, when she was young, she could run up to you and literally take you out. She was so strong, and she never understood how strong she was. She would literally hurt me without meaning to because she was just such a strong baby. <laughs> she still is now. Like she comes and hugs you like she will if you're not if you're not steady on your feet, you'll get knocked down. <laughs> you'll get your yeah. wind knocked out of you. But um yeah, so it's 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 awesome. Both of my all of my nieces are kind of like me. We all don't really wear makeup very often. And so just to see her with makeup on and like what they did with her eyebrows and stuff is like wild. <laughs> so
0: yeah. Anyway, well, I'm not a I have my own opinion about that and I just so much money on makeup is just ridiculous to me.
1: Well, you know what's so crazy? I there was this one up ep- I don't know if you ever watched that episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Did you ever watch Fresh Prince no. of Bel-Air? No. No. Oh, uh, well. There, there was this episode Not on my it house, where
0: but, but go ahead.
1: But there was this episode where uh Will was dating this girl, he liked her or whatever, but they got stuck in this like boiler room, I think, or something, and they were getting on each other's nerves um because obviously they're stuck in this room and like she starts like taking off everything like like her nails, her hair, her like mm-hmm. like and um it was just the funniest thing like him like getting freaked out that she was not anywhere like what he thought she was like physically and it was so funny because i have watched these like YouTube videos where these ladies like put on makeup and they're literally completely 100% a totally different person. And I'm like, Oh my word. Like, I'm not calling it like false advertising, but like you literally do not look like that. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I think makeup is meant to accentuate who you are, not necessarily change who you are.
0: If there was an equivalent for men, Um, I think that, uh, (laughs) women would be a little upset if there was some way to camouflage what a man looked like in such a manner that when it comes (laughs) off, you're like, Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) 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 That's not quite the same. Yeah. (laughs) We got, we got derailed quick, didn't we? No,
1: we did. We did. But I will say this, that, uh, you know as as low key and a uh, person I as I am that I don't really like to do much makeup. I do love to like put on makeup on a like a special occasion or something like that. But sure. I still like makeup that kind of accentuate what is already I already possess. Like I don't ever want to wear makeup to the point where a person literally when the makeup comes off they have no idea <laughs> I'm the same person. Yeah. Some of these makeup videos, I'm like, I would never think you're the same person at all. Well,
0: you look so them, ridiculously I just, different. I, I can't believe, you know, how long, first of all, that it takes to do this. And then... That's the reason I, I never do it. Be, <laughs> it's also got to be a, quite expensive. I mean, the, oh, sure. makeup is not cheap. and And, you know... For me, I and, I, I just and I'm I, a fan of way uh, people look, uh, just you know, normalities.
1: I will I say know. this, and 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 we can actually get to sports, but this is just another okay. side point. But <laughs> uh, but they they talked a lot about the pink tax. Have you heard about the pink tax?
0: No, it, I oh, go ahead.
1: But the pink tax. Is the tax they put on ladies items that are exactly like men 's, but they 're just pink, and they they charge ladies more, but it's, it does oh. absolutely the same things and they do is like for example shavers like they make it pink and then they charge you so ridiculously much higher and it's like um it's exactly the same product you just made it pink it 's not going to cost you more money to make it pink and so i've i 've never been a fan too much of all this pink stuff. I've never been a pink girl in general, but, um, I mean, I'm not opposed to pink, but but when you find out, you get charged more simply because you're a lady for products that are exactly like the same thing as men. It's irritating, and you don't get paid as much. But anyways, that doesn't that's that's neither there or there. But um, anyways, but let's talk about sports here um, before I get derailed on a, a Russell Wilson tangent uh that is not sports related but um I know
0: what that one's about. I know where you're going with that. <laughs> but that's good though.
1: Um, so what do you want to talk about?
0: Well, I think we need to I think we need to kinda of talk about last week a little bit. The bye um, week? I'd like
1: oh, Wait, no not the bye no, week.
0: Not the, the, it was a bye week for you and me.
1: Yeah, that was me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> But, uh, yes. Okay. From last yeah. Why don't you? Well, first of all, um, I, you know, it was the first time in my life where, you know, all there, there's all that controversy. Was it a PI? Blah da 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 da. And um, okay. to me, I think it. To me, I think it was a PI, but I didn't even care. I'm like, look, I'm sorry. I don't think that make or bro- uh, made or – that didn't make or break this game for me. Because, one, oh, no. Matt Ryan had so many opportunities before that. Another thing is you don't know. You don't know if, yes, maybe they could have gotten a first down, but you don't know if it wouldn't have been intercepted the next play. You don't know if they tried to do a field goal and it was missed or blocked, you don't know. Right. So you can't say because he had a PI that that cost them the game and they would have won if he didn't have – no. And plus, there's other calls totally missed throughout that game. And on top of it, the, at least the refs were pretty much played it the same way for both sides. They didn't call things on the other side. They didn't call si- things on, on Seattle side. And everybody always just will remember the last play, but I'm sorry. Like, people are bemoaning. I'm like, this is not a Golden tape moment for me, okay? That Golden tape moment, and even that Golden tape moment, I'm not even going to be, like, pretending that I thought that was – I know people still think that that was a simultaneous catch. I still don't, but it doesn't matter to me. I don't lose sleep over it. I'm like, look, it always all evens out. I never like it when we get gypped, but it's part of the game, unfortunately. And – I I don't understand it when fans like feel like they need to apologize. Like these guys like work their butt off. They're not gonna like then like come back and say, Oh, because of this one play we deserve to give you guys the win. No. They worked their butts off this whole game. They deserve that win. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Atlanta. Uh well no, was it who is who were we playing? What's it the Falcons?
0: We're playing Atlanta. Yeah
1: it, yeah. So I mean, I'm sorry, you know, whatever. Uh, but I will say, uh, I was laughing. And, and it's, as horrible as this sounds, I was laughing when I saw Quinn get really upset. I was like, Quinn, you know, you know. So what's he gonna do about it? You know. Yeah. So well,
0: I think over overall, I think he deserved to be angry. Oh yeah. There are several. There are several things about this game that really, I, I really want to talk about. You know, the last play was the last play. It's uh, for me. It was clear pass interference. But you're right. Mm-hmm. That doesn't determine the. It doesn't re- determine the result of the game. If you look at the game, just look at the game itself. Seattle missed what an extra point <laughs> and a field goal. So uh-huh. nothing's guaranteed, right?
1: Uh-huh. Now, I don't even
0: think they were. Necessarily, right there in field goal range and there, so just going back and changing that play doesn't just automatically assume that Atlanta's going to win. Atlanta played one quarter well in that game, the Seahawks played mm. three quarters great, um so deserving to win, whatever gonna take the w that's what we're gonna do. Pass interference, yes, but also illegal hands to the face coming off the line mm-hmm. against Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing to me did you see did you see what was done by NFL Films?
1: Yeah, the editing of it.
0: Right. Yes, the editing of it in order to demonstrate uh, favor uh, towards the Atlanta Falcons to to make that play look like it's, even the way that they edited in the, uh, at the point of the catch, they edited in the Atlanta radio uh, announcers, because they they, uh, demonstrate, you know how they do, they bring in Rabel to highlight uh, an NFL films, because Rabel's voice just kind of speaks for the Seahawks. Well, they, they edited that whole thing in so that, Julio had a free release. There was no illegal hands to the face, so it looks like the Seahawks are the bad guys. Now, see, that's dirty marketing. You know, they they made us into the, uh, the bad guy there. Um, and the fact that it got exposed by people like uh, Jared Stanger and Evan H.B. and Hawk Badger, they kind of together found it out together and, and sniffed out that whole... Whole thing, and I think NFL films kind of got caught because even even pro football focus went back the day later and said, Hey, that's kind of dirty pool i mean to it it's just surprising to me I know that they edit their their videos for content and and you know trying to build drama and everything like that, but the fact that they edit it to reinforce the narrative. Uh, against or for or pro one team would that 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 kind of surprised me.
1: Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't is it the narrative on the team as a whole or is the narrative uh with, From the with Sherman. I mean f- I mean frankly, well, if you think about it
0: I mean as a result of that game did you did you or did you not see, like, polls on Twitter the next day saying that the three dirtiest teams in the NFL are considered to be the New England Patriots, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Seattle Seahawks? Now, now, dirtiest maybe luckiest, but dirtiest team in the NFL? I just don't see that narrative. But I saw. I mean, that I think Kobe maybe run. it's
1: a. Uh maybe it's well not maybe the cincinnati bengals cuz i'm not sure if i would say this but i would say maybe it's just who which team are people the most jealous of cuz they're being successful um but i look well yeah i, I don't i don't care
0: definitely, definitely in that in that uh in that vein for sure i, I could understand that people People hate the Patriots because the Patriots are always constantly, you know, and, and the Seahawks have pretty much been a consistent winner for you now, what, six seasons now, five, six seasons. So we've become the hated, but, but to lump us the dirtiest, I, I just don't see that.
1: No, uh, I mean, I don't think we're dirty, uh, but I think we're skillful. <laughs> I mean, I, there, uh, look, I there's,
0: we are I don't think we're dirty, but I do believe that they they do play along the edge of the rules uh and they keep track of how the rules are being called in each and every game exactly whether that's what I'm they saying can get away with just a little more. exactly but that's coaching i
1: don't that's I don't think that's dirty that. I think that's that's being mindful of what are the parameters provided to to you by the referee. Exactly. I mean, that game was called that way throughout the whole game. So they knew exactly. to some degree there was freedom. And on the last few, like the last minute or so of any game, I feel like they're even less ticky-tack because, because they just let people play. Usually, I feel like they do in the last two minutes or so. It's dog-eat-dog. It's, it's eat, eat dog. I mean, that could be everything you don't want to be the ref that calls a play and and um, calls it the wrong way in a way that could penalize somebody a team and cause a loss. To me, missing a call is is less egregious than making the wrong call. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but I just I'd rather have people side in side on 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 letting them play.
0: I if, I, I would re, I you know I think as a fan I would much rather see the players decide the game if that's you know you know what I mean if, yeah that, I mean if, if, that was what I resol- was trying to say but. if the results on the field are decided by the referees it's not quite as satisfying as as mm-hmm. as watching the players decide the game and and the consistency at which that game was called because you know, there were several no-calls against Jermaine Curse, whether they were pass interference or not. I believe that they played or called the game in the same tenure the whole way through. So, to me, it was consistent, but I'm not a Falcons fan. And, of course, a Falcons fan has to feel – I mean, I would feel upset if I was a Seahawks fan and we lost that way. But you yeah. got to get over it. you got to get over
1: it. I, I mean – Here's the reality of it. Um, whether or not we would like to believe that refs are not part of the game, they are. And when you, if you don't play well enough to overcome the refs' bad yeah. calls, then you haven't played well enough. It's just fair or unfair, that's just the way it is. And that's why even when the Seahawks have lost and there were unfair calls I thought by the the refs, and it was frustrating. It still didn't change the fact that they, they they didn't play well enough to overcome those bad calls. So, and sometimes we shot ourselves in the foot. So, you know, it is what it is. It's one game, um, but it's a game we needed, and that's why I'm not going to be like any uh, some some Seahawks fans that feels feel bad and want to give it to the the Falcons. I don't know if there's any like that, but if there were, I'm not one of them. I'm just I'm sorry they played their hearts out. All of them did, and they deserved that win. And I'm I I I can sleep at night fine knowing that they took that win. I'll take it.
0: Yeah. I will too. Um, it was it was a tough game, but I think it was there were things in there, you know, We come out of that game with some negatives in it. but I think there's a lot of positives. Have you seen uh, any of the Russell Wilson mic'd up from that?
1: Yeah, the one where he tried to get the ball for Collins.
0: Oh, my particular, I want to point directly to the way that he interacted with, with Effetti. Did you watch that?
1: Um, I don't think so. I only saw the okay, clip. Okay,
0: so there's a clip from the mic up portion where he's talking to Afetty right after, towards the end of the play, basically uh, yelling at him to chill out. He's stepping in because he's trying to get Afetty away from you know a little after, after a little extra after the play, if you will, and it's a leadership that I, that, that I, uh, he's really vocal. And I hadn't seen him um, quite like that before. I mean, basically, like what once, he he out, well, once he got to the sidelines, he got into Effetti's ha- face and said, you know, you need to chill out. You need to chill out. That's a penalty. That's a penalty. You need to pay attention. You need to, you know, stay on top of your game. And we can't afford that and i hadn't seen him speak with his offensive line quite that forcefully before it was very interesting to me mm. but you know he's a young guy so
1: yeah and 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 uh russell's no longer the rookie you know there's a lot right. more say right. and a lot more things that he has seen that they they are open to hearing from him about obviously and he's a quarterback yes. so yeah
0: um. Okay, so that brings me to the incident with uh, the third quarter. The third quarter overall uh, was a disaster. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Oh, it was thinking Groundhog's Day. I was like, didn't they have the same play? <laughs> didn't that just happen like a few minutes ago? <laughs> like how in the world? And,
0: okay, the fact that, you know, well, first of all, I think it had a lot to do with the situation on the side. With the first blown coverage, um, what was kind of your impression of, you know, maybe not X and O's what happened, but what do you think happened on that first play that got Richard Sherman so upset?
1: Um, Well, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that defense works like a string and everybody needs to be in a place that they need to be. And maybe there was miscommunication that happened that I felt like when he got to the sideline and he's screaming, I felt like, um, I don't know. I felt like I was, I didn't think he was mad at cam, even though people were like, why is he yelling at cam? He wasn't even playing. I'm like, I think that's part of the reason why he's frustrated that it wouldn't have happened if Cam was out there and the communication lines would have been much stronger. Um, but I don't, I don't know exactly what happened, more than I don't think that people were at the place that they were supposed to be, and I know that that had something to do with McRae. Um, and I don't, know, I don't know if he didn't agree with, with how it was going to be played in the first place. Who knows? I have no idea how things are determined in, um, in practice. Um, right and and the only reason i say Um, that is because there was a a post interview with pete carroll and there was this awkward exchange between him and uh him and a a a reporter which i found hilarious because the the reporter i could i i was only listening on the radio but i could almost imagine him like getting into a shell after the way that pete carroll spoke with him but you know, he was just trying to throw out, like, he goes, What happened to, you know, like Sherman covering Julio Jones, like the way you guys would have discussed? And he's, and, and Pete Carroll said, Is that what we discussed? Oh, I remember. Did we discuss?
0: Did we discuss that? <laughs> yeah.
1: Did, did, did we discuss that with, that with you?
0: Did I say that? Did I say yeah, that? Did and, we,
1: did we talk to you guys about it? Because I don't remember I were talking to you. I was like, Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. well, this is an awkward moment for y'all. But, um,
0: um yeah I don't know, yeah that press conference was very interesting to me, and here's my take on the whole. I think this is will be one of my first criticisms for Chris richard okay I think that, and the and okay there the I don't have any facts, so this is <laughs> definitely just an opinion, okay, so if anyone out there runs with it, whatever. Remember, this is just an opinion based on what I saw. I think that, first of all, in the situation, Richard Sherman wanted to follow Julio Jones on every single play. I think that, first of all, the the challenge was there, and he wanted to take it, accept it, and demonstrate that he was up to the task. I don't think the coaching staff... uh, I. Chris Richard and the game plan. I don't think it was for him to follow. I think they were perfectly happy with kind of mixing, matching the, uh, the coverage as they went. Then when the coverage broke down, either because Richard followed Julio or just because the communication broke down between this player, that player or whatever in the secondary and and. I also read earlier this week that Kelsey McRae was asked, and he basically said, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus. It's a team thing. We need to do things better as a team. So in in my opinion, I'm not laying the blame on Kelsey McRae either because it sounds to me like maybe it wasn't him. It wasn't where he was supposed to be. <laughs> maybe it was someone else that did, he didn't want to throw under the bus. Now, you can you can assume whoever you want, you think that is. But my biggest problem was the way that Chris Richard came at Richard on the sidelines after the play was over. I think that's what incited the behavior in the first place.
1: Could you repeat that, that, Chris that again? Chris Richard
0: did not, huh?
1: Could you repeat that line again? Say,
0: Could you repeat I, that I line again? I believe that. I will. Uh, I believe that the way that Chris Richard um, interacted, I guess, immediately after the play with Richard Sherman was probably one of the worst things I've seen him do as a coach. Um, He kind of uh, took his superstar to task in front of everyone, possibly uh, challenged him as a player, as a man, and maybe embarrassed him in front of his other players. This is my opinion now. And the reaction that that Richard had is, is based off of, I think, of Chris Richard's, uh, the way he handled the situation. I don't think Richard handled that, that, that coaching moment very well at all. And I think that's what caused the majority of the problem. Um, now, Richard Sherman's reaction is, you know, more emotional than most. So I'm – for one of the first times, I'm going to put the blame on the coach and not the player. I think that the majority of the problem rested with Chris Shard in this situation more than it did with Richard Sherman. I just – I think it was a coaching-player incident because I've never seen Richard quite that angry. But I guess the the players seem to be used to it. And you know, Doug Baldwin saying that it's not that much—it's concerning to me. I don't. I don't. Does it concern you at all? Or do you think How, it's just water under the bridge, moving
1: forward? Um. Well, I mean, did you read the the Chris Rashard interview? Um. For Thursday or Friday? Was that Friday? Yeah, Friday. Yeah, Friday.
0: Well, whatever the answer is, probably no, but go ahead. Make me smart.
1: Well, okay, so they asked him about it, um, what had happened, and uh, he said, working my hardest to be a better coach because that's really what it comes down to. Um, I'm responsible. I'm responsible for that when he was talking about the, the miscommunications that led to this. The Falcons touchdown. Um, Again, when things go wrong in the first one, I look right into myself to see where I can improve as a coach to make sure our guys will not be put in that position. Everybody on this football team cares about doing really good. It's our responsibility as a coaching staff, but I look to myself to make sure I'm doing everything that I can to make sure that those situations do not happen. And then when they asked him about Richard Sherman's reaction, he said – I'm very happy to see his passion again. He's always been such a passionate player, but I was surprised. We have to know that we have to respond better. We have to respond better. Everybody hurts in those situations right there. In the light of it, what could I, could I have done better is where I'm going with, absolutely. Right. Um, calmer he- heads prevail. I'm very hard on our guys. I'm very hard on them. I coach them hard. In light of those situations right there, maybe I need to calm down. Just relax. Take it all within itself. We all understand, and nobody... And know that nobody wants to harm this defense, See, which makes me feel right there, like he, that maybe that makes me feel like maybe it was, uh, maybe that it was something that Sherman did. Maybe,
0: maybe well, I don't know. I think, well, I think it's also you can tell by the tone of that letter that that or the statement that Chris Rashard also realizes that probably wasn't the best way to react to that situation because for me I think it threw off the entire third quarter. I think that Oh yeah, I did. and it, it, it took them a the while best. to get back. Exactly. And they I mean uh, as people once we get angry, um we have a hard time focusing on the test at hand. We're more focused on why we're angry, what we're going to do because we're angry, how we're going to – it just put the entire team into a funk, into a situation. And Atlanta took advantage. I heard some of the – you know, I saw one little clip where uh, Julio Jones went straight to uh, – he went straight to Matt Ryan and remarked that the last time on this play – Earl didn't follow me. And then the very next play, they, you know, throw a deep ball at Julio Jones and Earl was chasing. So the they, Falcons really did a good job of making adjustments. They came back out in that second half and they really, really changed the way they played the game. It was a totally different uh, mood or tenure to the whole game. So uh, it was a, that was a tough game so but.
1: here's here's a question for you when you saw that the momentum was going towards Atlanta, did you feel like they should have gone for it on the fourth fourth down when we were so close like yes. instead of just punching yes. it
0: like what what I, do you I think went
1: went into that decision making to to go that know, way instead of going before. for it
0: he's done it before he's he's done it in in plays before where I'm like. Why are you punting? You're giving. It seems like, but he trusts the defense. He really does. In the end, um, I, what, it just does, he, does out, he not trust it?
1: that the offense is gonna?
0: Does he not trust that the well, offense
1: are not gonna get it done?
0: Maybe not. Uh, but, but he doesn't want to give the other team that much in, of an advantage. I guess. You know what I mean? I mean, if you put yeah. the ball over there, two two first downs, and you're giving up points, so mm-hmm. you know, put trust your defense and the, and trying to get the ball. I mean, I didn't I didn't see the interception coming. I, I I was very frustrated. I was watching Twitter melt upon itself, and um, you know, Twitter was already attacking offensive coordinators and. Defensive coordinators and you know, all the things, but in the end, they found a way once again to come away. You know, I get text from, <laughs> I get text messages from from people in the army that are, uh, I'm still friends with. They're 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 like, you have the luckiest football team on earth, or they'll <laughs> send me a text. That says, How they they just send me a text that says something like, hmm another mysterious call in Seattle, you know, but, but, you know, that's all good like that. Uh, We haven't had this kind of success, so it's good to enjoy it. Yeah. Things that, that's still a lot. Because it's not going to be forever. It's it's, it's not going to be forever. No, it's not. Exactly. So enjoy everything. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just
1: playing. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just playing. Okay. Okay. I'm just playing in the background. That what what you were talking about? And dang, Richard just got. Yes. He didn't. He wasn't even off the field yet before Richard just went off. You,
0: okay, so you saw the way he came at him, right? You saw yeah, like that, that is so not acceptable. You're right. Exactly. That. Oh cost, my word! How did he not expect
1: it. Richard to not be angry like that? I would totally be angry. Exactly.
0: That's that's basically calling. Uh, a student out in front of all the the entire class I and mean, because everyone's there watching when this happens. So it, it wasn't, I'm sure that the coaches got together and, and discussed better coaching points. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it's pretty blatant, right? yeah
1: it's pretty blatant that is
0: you i mean richard i mean it's just an emotional play
1: in and of itself already, and he's not even off the field yet he's not he's literally still on the field when before he starts yelling and i mean look if, if people remember just the intensity that Richard Sherman had after that um win to win the n f c championship i mean your adrenaline is pumping so much, and I remember like feeling like hopefully they can funnel that passion and that focus into a focus the rest of the third quarter, but they couldn't there was so much hyped up emotion it was it just went awry in general, like they needed to calm down um all of them apparently but uh but yeah i think I think that that richard uh Need to take ownership for how he i mean I guess he did to some degree take ownership on how Richard responded that you know Richard's already probably upset <laughs> I would be, so right. you don't need somebody making you feel even yeah, worse about something I, I, I you're already just, upset about the way,
0: yeah, the way that that went down was just i I think there's a lot better ways to that that could come out more positive it it i think it really threw off the third quarter but the fact that they regrouped in the fourth quarter to perform in the manner that they uh, they were able to it was you know that's a that's a credit to pete carroll getting get everything back together and so i'm trying to i'm looking up right now for a Which, I'm you're looking, looking up penalties i I was looking up penalties for last week, and it looks like the Seattle Seahawks only had three penalties last week that's that's pretty good that's pretty good.
1: How much did the Falcons have
0: oh i am I'm, I'm trying to look now i think oh anyway this is. I sh- this is work I should have done before. Prior, so but but last week was the least penalized the team has been all year long. So I think it kind of goes to show that 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 particular officials crew uh, they they let them play quite a bit and because there wasn't a lot of penalties in that game anyway uh, on both sides. It just seemed like that was a. Kind of an important one at the end, but it's still interesting to me that the the n f l films you know would edit it like that, and the national media just ran with a no, oh, there goes another controversial call in Seattle oh well, well it's a you know one week another w for us, and it's going to be interesting moving forward. Uh, did any one of the players kind of stand out to you last week? Did you, you really enjoy their performance, or you thought they gave a uh, a truly stellar performance? Other than Russell, of course.
1: Um, I just feel like, I mean, obviously, I don't, I, I don't know what you felt with Earl, but I did feel like the tail end of that game. So much of what Earl needed to do, he did, and. That interception was so important to change the tide into believing that this team could still win it. And um, so I was really proud of Earl because I feel like he struggled all season long, and I felt like it was probably his strongest performance um, in a while um, from him. So I actually I th- really did like I think
0: Earl. I think you're exactly right. I think that was his best performance of the year. And for him to do that without his right-hand man who had been there most of the season, I mean, to, to, to accomplish this with, uh, without Cam Chancellor, it goes a lot to say that Earl's, you know, finally centered and back to, um, you know, a hundred percent Earl, the, 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 the offensive tackle guided missile that he is. I think he's, I think he, is definitely back. Um, the fact that Michael Bennett made it through, through that game and and is back this week. is just amazing to me. That guy is, he's superhuman. He's as superhuman as Russell Wilson is. Um, those injuries against Luke Wilson and Michael Bennett were just, I, I had the feeling of doom when Michael Bennett, uh, got hurt in that game. It just looked terrible. And then the one with Luke just looked terrible, too. But to hear that Luke is coming back in four games, it's just like this has been a weird season for injuries. But for me, to have Alex Collins come away with two of the biggest plays of the game uh, did a lot for his confidence, I think. Um, that that pass play that where he bails out, Russell Wilson was so important, so clutch. I think that the feeling for the rookies and new players to go through a game like this and to see the veterans on this team and the fact that they never give up, that they expect uh, fortunes to turn their way based off of their performance, they go out there and they do it on the field and try. they don't accept uh, losing. They fight to the last minute, even if things don't go their way. I think it was really important for the rookies to see that kind of culture in this team and learn, you know, what's acceptable behavior for four quarters as a Seattle Seahawks. Now, they may have learned what's unacceptable behavior and and what's acceptable. So we'll see going forward. I think Jermaine Effetti is going to develop into one of the nastiest offensive linemen in the league. But I think that Russell Wilson is going to have to constantly stay in that guy's head. He's going to have to live as Jermaine Effetti's emotional game day counselor for the next few seasons. I, I can just see it. He's just that type of guy that once he, once he puts on that helmet, he, I think he becomes another person. It's going to be fun. Fun,
1: fun, fun. Yeah, I I think that I'm excited just for what the season is going to be in regards to just the offensive side of, of the ball. Uh, this team has always been so um, uh, about the defense, and, and rightfully so. But um, but it's just exciting to see where this is going to go for, for them all. And just seeing – Russell's excitement for Collins to get his first touchdown, and um, just his—he—he he demonstrates such excitement for his his team. The funny thing is, I was watching that game before I heard some of the sound effects. I had really thought that Russell looked like uh, not like himself. I thought that he looked disengaged. But after watching sound effects, I'm like, oh, I guess he really no, was engaged. No, you watch that and, mic, up. he's in there.
0: You can tell. Yeah, he really—he really, he really was. He, he just didn't focused, feel
1: like it um, at, when I was watching it. I don't know why I felt like he seemed so glazed over well, or tired or something.
0: What did you think? It's just
1: maybe the angles of, they gave us on, on television. <laughs> yeah.
0: What did you think of the couple plays where it was obvious that Russell Wilson had running room, but then it was also obvious uh-huh. that he did, not, he did not take it? Uh-huh. Uh, it seemed like there was at least two or three plays where there was easy running room, and he still did yep. not take off. So his play-wise made him, may have made me question whether he's all the way back. But I don't think his his attitude or or seeing that you know with the way the mic up segment went, you could tell that focus-wise he's right there. But I I, I do not think that he's physically. 100% back yet. Otherwise he would have took off. Um, because yeah. because that was the right choice on those plays, but he he doubted his body, I think.
1: I mean, and uh, it would have been the right choice had he been 100. But he I think he made the right choice cuz he wasn't right 100 right now. So, um I think he was just making the decision that would ensure that he could play for the rest of the season. Like, Russell will, I mean, Mr. Perfect Attendance does not want to break his perfect attendance record, um, and rightfully so. I mean, this team lives and breathes uh, having their quarterback. I mean, it's, 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 they, every team does. Um, that's why I'm a little bit bummed. That pa- I mean, that's as horrible as this sounds. I'm saddened that Palmer's not out longer because, I mean, obviously when he came back, you know, his team did well. <laughs> it it lives. The, the Cardinals live and breathe on 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 Palmer. So. Uh,
0: so we're, yeah, we're, so. yeah, we'll get to that here in a minute. But um, so during the week, a couple things. Change again, and this is going to change moving into this week. Uh, Luke Wilson had knee surgery, so he won't be available this week. So, I this is you know, well, I guess we can kind of roll into this week's matchup. But that puts a rookie to me or Brandon Williams at fullback. Uh, I think it's either Nick Vanette or Brandon Williams. Will play the fullback role when called for, but this is going to be a week where Nick vanette is finally highlighted. Uh, I think he's going to be given quite a few plays. So, I if you're looking at, at two, three catches from Nick vanette this week, would probably be right around what you're looking at. But I think there's going to be an impact in pass coverage and blocking that it might be an it could definitely be an improvement to what Luke Wilson is giving us. So hopefully the run game uh, will improve a little bit this week. So and oh and then unfortunately for some the injury bug hit again this week and and Garrison Smith was sidelined on on IR so they had to bring back Silver Saliga. So there's been a little bit of roster churn this week, but not too bad. Going into this week, um, but the injuries are still a concern. It looks like we're we're going to go again this week without Cam Chancellor. Um, Kevin Pierre-Lewis sprained his ankle last week, and I guess it became, he couldn't get past it for the week. So it looks like, Cassius Marsh will start at SAM with maybe Jordan Trip uh backing him up. So, you know, the face of the team will change a little bit again this week in another big matchup. So, but you find we find ourselves sitting on at, top of the NFC West and to win this going into this game is is this is just a huge huge game. Um so, looking at this, what are you looking forward to the most in, in today's game?
1: Winning. Just kidding. Um, No. Um, <laughs> That's
0: easy. Yeah, I put the onus on me to keep running my mouth. Winning. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I, I just want to see what the Cardinals really are. I just want to see what they are. What they're going to be this year, because I really don't know what they are going to be. You know this what year. they should be, right? What?
0: <laughs> you know what? You know what the Cardinals should be, right? They should be a running team. They should. They They should feed David Johnson all day long. But once again, my opinion. I don't think Bruce Arians' uh, ego will let him do that. He's too. I
1: I mean Bruce Arians.
0: He's too arrogant of a coach to let a game be to let his best players uh carry the team. He wants to throw the ball deep. He wants to throw he's, in my opinion, going to get Carson Palmer hurt today. If the Seattle Seahawks hit the quarterback like they hit Matt Ryan, I don't think Carson Palmer plays the full game today. And I'm not hoping for any kind of injury like that. I just, I guess if they're hitting him like they hit Matt Ryan or like they hit quarterbacks previous, I don't think Carson Palmer finishes this game. I think we will see Drew Stanton. Well, um,
1: the thing is Palmer is such – I mean, people will say what they will, but I just think that Carson Palmer is a really good quarterback. The problem for him is his health. He's never been able to stay healthy. I mean, I mean, look at Sam Bradford. Now that he's been healthy, he's had an opportunity to play longer. Uh, he's he's been excelling. So Carson Palmer excels when he gets to play, but it's his a his durability, his ability to actually stay healthy, and I I really don't know. I don't I don't root for anybody's injury either. But You're Right. But he he but he is a little bit fragile. I feel. So could yes. he potentially get hurt today? Absolutely. And why? Because he is going to be in the center of all the playmaking cuz that's just how it works. Look at look at how Bruce Arians lived and died on the passing game. Even though he knew that Carson Palmer was not 100 when he played us last season. And that finger, no matter how you pretended that it wasn't an issue, it was an issue. He was wholly inaccurate. And, and, and if you just could admit that your quarterback is not playing up to par and you, you subsidized that or found a way to uh, balance it out with a run game, then their team had a better chance of winning, but he just was absolutely resolved against it. And so, when you say, "Will he? Will he ru- He? Will he be willing to cultivate the run game in this game?" Probably not. So yeah. So the chances of Palmer getting injured is high because of that. I mean, I don't know why Bruce Arians. I mean, he did it. He did it. Where was he last time? The Colts. He was with the Colts before, right? Was it, it- Was it the Colts? Yes. And and, the and and look at what he did with Andrew Luck. Look, Andrew Luck. As much as I give the guy grief, you know, he he wasn't set up for for to win in those situations either. It was too much, too much, too predictable, and and it put him in danger too many times. They just needed to cultivate something that balanced out just the passing game. It can't always be up in the air. Uh, and 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 but hey, more chances. More chances for th- this defense to finally get some balls back by our defense. Let's let's get that part of our game back uh, up to par. So
0: I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking forward. This is gonna. To me, this is this is all about David Johnson today. It's not really about. I mean, Carson Palmer is going to have an effect on the game, but I think. The central point or theme For the Seattle Seahawks today is stop David Johnson And then you know make Make Arizona one dimensional And then get after the quarterback Because if the Cardinals can't run the ball they'll start They'll start Throwing the deep ball With the you know five step drop Seven step drop and That just allows Michael Bennett Cliff Averill Frank Clark and Cassius Marsh to get after and hit Carson Palmer, I think Carson Palmer becomes a much more average quarterback when he's worried about people hitting him. He more than anything once he clutter around his feet, he gets worried he gets a little happy little little happy feet because of you know previous injury a long time ago. He doesn't like a cluttered pocket and he doesn't like getting hit. Who does? Going to hit him? Uh, Yeah, who does exactly? But some people have a tendency to keep their eyes up and ignore the pressure around their feet, Um, and then some people have the tendency to drop their eyes and worry more about what's going on around them than getting the ball out. And I think at times Carson Palmer reverts back to to being worried about his body in those situations. So I mean yeah, well, Larry Fitzgerald Larry Fitzgerald's gonna get Larry Fitzgerald catches. Whether he catches balls or not really doesn't concern me. David Johnson will defeat you, um keep the ball away from you and tire your defense out. Larry Fitzgerald making catches is gonna happen. Just don't let the other guys beat you.
1: Well I will say this.
0: Don't let I was Michael Jordan, who hasn't caught, who hasn't caught any passes all year, beat you. I'll say this. Go ahead.
1: It's kind of an interesting thing. I was, I was looking, you know, at this game, and I thought, I mean, I was scrolling through Facebook, and then it said something like, "Oh, Seahawks and Cardinals fans revealed the depths of their rivalry," and I thought, it's so strange, Seattle. Throughout this whole time, you know, with Russell at the helm, has had rivalries, has stayed in rivalry with somebody, uh, but it's changed who they've been in rivalry with, right? It was the Forty ers at one point, and 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 how the mighty has fallen. They are nowhere, uh, they are nowhere near what they were. And a part of me thinks, I'd, I'd, when I look at at the Forty ers I think. I think this is what a lack of humility will do to an organization
0: Uh, or the the ability
1: to play, the ability to play nice in an organization because they literally sacrificed the success of their team because they didn't like the guy leading them. And, uh, it, 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 it's, and it's just interesting. Because, yeah, I mean, who was a fan of John Harbaugh? No no one, really. But they had your team winning, and, and that's kind of what they were there for. Um, and so it's kind of an interesting thing to just watch that implosion, and, and they're just not anything worth looking at right now. And how frustrating it must be to be a 49er fan and realize just that they threw away – An opportunity to continue to be the rivals for the Seattle Seahawks, and now somebody else is taking the mantle. And right now, it's it's the Cardinals. Um, You know, there was a little talk was it going to be the Rams, but I think at the end of the day, the the Cardinals are still a stronger team than the Rams are, and um, that they have more to contend. They they have the ability to contend with the Seahawks more, and um, that's why I was just saying I'm just wanting to watch this game and see what they really are made of. Because I don't know if the first part of the season really has shown what the Cardinals are made of um I think they 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 came out of the the gates kind of sputtering, but I think there's a lot more in them than that, and we'll see tonight exactly what they have in them maybe maybe it is going to be the Rams that that will outplay them this season and 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 try to well, let me jostle just, with the Seahawks who knows
0: right now the... The Rams are not outplaying the New York Giants. That's, that's for a fact. Because it looks like the Giants are in position to take the lead in this game. It's 10 Wait a minute, 10. are they playing
1: already?
0: Yes, there's a game in London today. Oh. The yeah. New York Giants and the Los Angeles Rams are currently in the fourth quarter. And it's Ooh. tied 10-10 to 10, with 10 minutes left to go in the game. Uh Case Keenum's had a horrible game, throwing two interceptions. Um, let's see. Let's see what kind of stats are going. Todd Gurley's got 50 yards. <laughs> the, the Giants are uh, they're throwing the ball around. They are not running it. This looks like an ugly game to watch, but it seems that New York has the ball in position to take the lead. So that would really help us out. Um, to have the the Rams go to three and four, a uh, victory against the uh, the Arizona Cardinals would we'll put them at three and four, and uh, <laughs> Seattle will be five and one with a three game lead in the loss column. That would be really nice. Be that a would be really nice today. Yeah. So, yep, the Giants just scored a touchdown. It is now 16-17 to 10.
1: Good, I chose them.
0: I did also choose the Giants. So let's go, which way you want to go? You want to continue? Let's talk some more about Arizona-Seattle. You want to talk about the games for the week?
1: Let's talk about the games for the week. I mean, we already know we're choosing Seattle to beat the Arizona Cardinals. So,
0: I am, There's nothing I think, surprising. I I think that overall the game with the Arizona is going to I actually I get the feeling it's not going to be close. I just I get that same feeling that 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 we do. We got First of all, we got the Wolf Grey going for us. Never
1: <laughs> never lost in Wolf
0: Grey. Um, The last three times the Seahawks The last three times the Seahawks Have gone to the University of Phoenix Stadium in the Regular season We've defeated The Arizona Cardinals We have lost in that building One time uh, In the last three years But that's beside the point Um, I just I, I got a good feeling About today um, I think they just go on the road and take care of business here. I think. Uh, let me see. Who, who am I going p- to? I'm going to pick Nick Vanette to get a touchdown today, and I'm also going to pick. Let's see. Somebody. Somebody. I'm going to take. I'm going to take two tight ends. I'm going to take Brandon Williams and Nick Bennett for a weird touchdown. And maybe a Jermaine Curse touchdown, finally. And uh, just because nobody has those people in fantasy football, so it'll just ruin people's – they'll be complaining <laughs> about it. I- I'm all for that. How
1: sinister of you.
0: Yeah, I'm <laughs> such an evil person. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you, wait. Before we get it all right, before we get into this week's games, let's get into Phoebe's Conspiracy of the week or phoebe's phoebe's uh what do you call it? intuition, if you will. Tell me the facts behind this intuition and what your intuition is basically telling you this week.
1: Well, I was uh talking to a friend of mine on Twitter. And um, so just a little bit of a background um, as to why he said this to me. Um, Let me try to find his actual statement. He um, He said, believe it or not, I was actually thinking about you today. You, have a, you had a sixth sense about the divorce, so I'm curious if you think Sierra's pregnant. And so what he means by that is um, before Russell got divorced, I, just, I sent a message to Ashton and just said, Hey, Ashton, I was just praying for you, and this is the verse that came into my mind for you. And I gave her the verse, and within like less than five minutes, I mean it was very quick, she responded back. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Um, and then I sent a message to Russell. And when I said it to Ashton, I just said I was praying for her. But with Russell, I said I had been, I had prayed for him and him and her. And I had given him a verse about having wisdom about the decisions he needs to make. Um, and then he responded very quickly. And I thought, okay, for Ashton and Russell to respond so quickly. To a nobody, like in the sense of, I'm not famous, you don't know me, um, it, it, it's significant. So I messaged my friends and I said, Hey, you guys, I, I, I want you to pray because I think Russell's going to get a divorce. And um, uh-huh. and so that's kind of the background. And that's why he said, You had a sixth sense about the divorce. So um, I said, How long is the pregnancy? And are people claim, uh, claiming Sierra, blah, blah, blah? And he said, not sure. She's been wearing stuff recently that hides her midsection, which obviously, if you guys know Sierra, it's kind of a <laughs> like red flag. And I said, do you know when Russell started tweeting Grateful Heart? And then he said, looks like the first one was in 2014. I said, well, dang, I guess that's out. Um, but then he goes, though, now that you mention it, that'd be around the time he would have started dating Sierra. So I said to him, I think that wherever there is a significant situation with Sierra, Sierra, he marks it with Grateful Heart. Not always, but if there's an avalanche of Grateful Heart, then I think there's a nod to it. So, okay, so this is where I tell him. I'm sorry, this is a laborious answer to your question. This is where I tell him September 1, Russell tweets, Thank you, Jesus, overflowing with joy, hashtag Grateful Heart. And I said this one, and I think that would put them in announcing it close to Thanksgiving, which feels so appropriate. And he goes, that one is definitely suspicious. And I'm like, I'm just throwing it out there. You can return to this message around Thanksgiving and let me know if I'm right. If I am, I may reshoot this and say, called it. Ha ha. So basically, my point was, um, obviously, he says grateful heart a lot um, lately. But as he said, 2014 was the first time he said grateful heart. But Russell is the kind of guy that always, people say he doesn't say anything, but he actually says a lot. He is like the king of subtweeting. It's ridiculous. Um, so I do think there's key things when you're saying overflowing with joy. Okay, they haven't even this was still preseason time. There wasn't anything major football wise. Um, they had to, he just had a uh, a date with Sierra. Like he just took out his wife uh, the night before for a date. Um, I just think that between that time the date that they had and 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 perhaps finding out that they could possibly pre- be be pregnant. And last time the Sierra was um pregnant, she obviously um didn't tell anybody until the th- first trimester was over. And so he, people noticed her baby bump around October. She didn't tell people until January. So um I think that they will be announcing it in November. They'll probably say something very like cliche for Russell, which is like, we have so much to be thankful for and we would love to announce, you know, that we're expecting. So that is my theory. I'm standing by it. I think that that, Mm -hmm. thank you, Jesus overflowing with joy. Hashtag grateful heart on September one was a marker in regards to the pregnancy. Um, She is wearing outfits that she, pretty much resemble the outfit she started wearing when she started when she was pregnant with with baby future um so even those outfits are similar to each other so i feel like there's already a nod to her from her that she's pregnant um
0: <coughs>
1: so just saying
0: just saying so wait till thanksgiving and get back with phoebe with the breaking news if she's right screenshot right. and i told you so to come in the future
1: Yeah I mean the thing is I'm not the first to tell people I mean not the first person to tell oh, people I'm, That yeah. she's she's pregnant for sure But I will say that I do think That the announcement is coming in During Thanksgiving time
0: uh, So This brings us to Week 7 I and don't know how
1: it brings us to week 7 But yes it does
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to awkwardly Change gears <laughs> um so I, I uh, Yeah, I had my picks up. I I'm pretty sure I can remember what I picked. So uh let's see. We'll start real quick with the game going on. You say you picked the Giants over the Rams as well. Did you pick the Rams or the Giants over the Rams Be 'Cause you thought the Giants were going to win or because you wanted the Rams to lose? Both. Both? Well,
1: it wasn't either I, or. I, I love, believe both.
0: I love yeah, I love honesty. I really um I don't understand how Jeff Fisher does this every year. How he <laughs> gets a team to look He can so be mediocre.
1: <laughs> Not and kidding. then
0: then find a way immediately following its best victory of the year, to just lay stinker after stinker on the... Oh, that's another caveat. What do you think about all this talk? I'm I'm immediately going to change subject. What do you think about all this talk about uh, the NFL and ratings and recently that it's been down? Do you believe it's a part of the overall interest with people in the World Series and baseball? Or is it it concern over injuries in football, or is it just bad football?
1: How much has it dipped?
0: It's it's dipped quite a bit. I I think it has a lot to do with with cord cutters. Uh, That people have decided that with cord cutters that monetarily – um, people who have no longer get uh, cable or or regular TV, the only mm. kind of television they're viewing is is streamable content like Netflix mm. or Amazon or, or some other kind of provider. They're no longer, but weren't they trying
1: uh, that platform for the NFL? Weren't well, yeah, they, they, they trying that platform?
0: They're they try, they trying to get that in, but, you know, you still have to sign up uh, through your provider to be streamable or whatever. So yeah, they're they're chasing the streamable. Uh, but in you know, and, and then in addition to that, the the NFL put uh, limitations on the amount of, of clips that teams can show on their own Twitter site or their own website during the week. Um, they they were they're no longer allowed to uh, tweet out video clips during the game. So the NFL's just kind of clamped down on content altogether, and no longer else. it's gone so bad that even the Philadelphia Eagles' uh, social media department made up their own videos with paper footballs and and <laughs> to show highlights. Dad, and they said and that was it was real corny, but it was funny to me that not being able to to to. To actually air videos, they made little fake uh uh they had the you know the old vibrating uh football game where you just set the men on there and then they just kind of rattle and and they don't really move around but it it was it's an old game they just used that to make their own highlights it was <laughs> It was pretty funny to me but but they had to do that because the n f l has taking away their right to put out their own product in content, in video form. It's, it's such a monopoly. Uh, but, yeah, they, I I don't know. The, the games so far this year have not been great. Do you find yourself on Thursday bored with the game? Or uh, well, I, I don't even get
1: to watch Thursday football.
0: Okay, but um, let's say last week. Did you stay up and watch that Indianapolis versus Houston game? Because that no. was a snooze fest. Nope. It was, it was not good football. And I think I for me that's the biggest problem. And right now it's it's early in the season. There's also been rumor around here that that people are not as excited this year about Seahawks football. <clears throat> as they have been in the past, that there is a sense of entitlement from fans or that we become spoiled, if you will. Oh,
1: I can believe it.
0: That regular season football doesn't even move the needle as much as it used to here. But I think it's it's also the fact that, that the Seahawks are now sharing the market with a situation over in Montlake where where college football is becoming prevalent and important again in Washington State. So I think they're having to share some of that attention with the University of Washington. But overall, the NFL has been kind of boring to me. I mean, like today, are you planning on watching the majority of the games today or go do something during the day? And catch up and watch the late game with the Seahawks. Well, obviously, I said to I'm going to go do walk. my nails. I, I oh, said okay. I was going to do my nails. So, <laughs>
1: so
0: yeah, I, I'm than just catching watching the NFL. You're going to go get your nails did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, go get you're, you're right.
1: There is there is something about this season that feels a little lackluster. Uh, I don't know what it, it is exactly. Um, it just now, feels. Now, yeah
0: that way I'm sure that the people are getting all their uh, you know their fantasy football fixes on there's four minutes left in London, and the Giants are up by seven, and the Giants have the ball so four minute drill time uh, looks like they can come out with this game so yeah i maybe it'll maybe as as the holidays. Start to settle in, and we'll we'll get to watch a more a little more football with our families and, and enjoy the day. Maybe maybe the league will pick up a little bit. I mean, other than the Seahawks, right now, I'm not truly excited to watch too many other teams play.
1: Yeah, I That's hear terrible. you. That's
0: terrible. That's
1: terrible.
0: What? Huh? Nothing. Oh, it, is she, it's it, terrible because it,
1: it, that you don't feel moved to watch other teams.
0: Yeah, or Our, I don't feel the same passion for the whole league as as I normally do. Maybe maybe we are a little spoiled here in Seattle. Are we becoming Atlanta Braves fans where we just expect to go to the World Series every year and lose? Or no, that's just the Braves. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know,
1: I mean, is ahead. there a sense of entitlement? I think I think it's the very same thing where um people constantly need to be re um refocused or sometimes you need something to happen to kind of jolt you back i mean that's why i'm not even a, uh, against what happened again uh, uh, last week with with sherman getting all riled up because sometimes um sometimes you need something that's out of the ordinary to kind of force people to not get complacent about things. I mean, as fans, you know, you know, you don't want bad things to happen to your team at all. Uh, but, but you can't also expect them to always be excelling, because it's not always going to be – this is not going to be forever. As much as I will like to believe it's going to be forever, I mean, it could be potentially kind of in the same way as the Patriots, where it could last for a really, really long time, where you're always a contender. But – this is not something that's guaranteed to us as a fan base. Um, we're, we've been blessed to have experienced it, but it's not going to be necessarily forever. So just make the most of it for what it is. And um, I don't know. But it, but it has complacency set in? I'm sure it has. Uh, though I will say this, that the last time people played, I mean the last time that the Seahawks played at home, uh, the commentary was back that, that it was back to kind of being loud and not people weren't complacent in their cheering Um, whereas last year I think that was a complaint uh, that we heard a lot that it felt like people who were in the stands were not solely I mean totally in in there that it that people were were not yelling as loud it was people were more disengaged but the last game that they played at home that was that was what a, the comment I heard. Like, oh, it feels like they they really were in this game it feels like it's this back time. Now. Yeah, yeah, felt like it was back more far more than it was last season. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe the ones that are who got complacent and who just liked, uh, who liked, just the winning part of the Seahawks are no longer trying to vie for those tickets because they're back to like, oh, yeah, we're winners, like, I don't really care. And it's giving space for the people who really are diehard fans again to get the tickets. Who knows? I have no clue. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe the apathy of, of some of these new fans might be a good thing in the sense of it allows others that really want to be at the game to be at the game. Does that make sense? I don't even know. Maybe, the, maybe I'm making. It I, up.
0: I don't know something. Something weird just happened, but um. What? Yeah, so I. What I weird? Know. I'm just read I don't know. They, they're listing that the Giants punted the ball for zero yards. What? So, yeah. Did it get blocked out? What that of mean? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I, I I'm not watching so. So it seems like the Rams have the ball back, and they may be close to scoring position. Oh, Rams! Oh Rams! All right, so I got this week's this week's list up. So do I. Hold on, and let's go. You also chose the Giants, correct? Correct. All right, so the next game is Buffalo-Miami. I went, even though there's rumor that LaShawn McCoy has a strained hamstring, uh, the Buffalo Bills, to me, are playing, I can't believe this, week two, they looked terrible. Uh, But four wins in a row, they've reeled off their – They're making next week's game on Monday night look difficult. Um, So I have the Buffalo Bills beating the Miami Dolphins here. What do you think?
1: I have the Bills winning um, against the Dolphins as well. And it's kind of an interesting thing. I made that commentary before that when that firing happened, everybody was like, what? And I'm not saying that it necessarily was that firing, but, hey, ever since the firing happened, they have been on this – this tear, and right. maybe it was the best decision that they made, even though people didn't understand it at the time that it was happening. And a person could be a great uh, coach, and not be the right coach for a team.
0: Sure. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it's second guessing, which immediately happens during the situation. It seemed like a cop out, but four weeks later, maybe maybe we were wrong for assuming that. Uh, and maybe that was the problem, but like I said, it, it makes next week's game so much more interesting. It's it's like the rest of the season is kind of changing. Uh, games that we thought might have been easier seem to be getting more difficult, and games that we thought might be a little more difficult, like Carolina, have the appearance to be a little easier with the way that those teams are performing. So this Buffalo Bills team, um, you know, coming in with five wins in a row on a Monday night, that's going to be a lot of excitement right there.
1: Yeah. I'm like, yeah. All right, so.
0: (laughs) You're like so much excitement. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's a really exciting game this weekend. The Cleveland Browns are going to go. They're 0 and 6. They're going to go play the 2 and 4 Cincinnati Bengals. But someone's (laughs) going to play this game. Someone's going to win this game. Cleveland seems to uh, be in every game and then find a way uh, in a normal fashion, not like the San Diego Chargers. but in a normal fashion they find a way to to let the other team off the hook in the fourth quarter. This is this is a a game that I can't see the Browns coming away with a victory. Cincinnati's got to be desperate at 2 and 4. They fall to 2 and 5. They could be done for the season. Uh so that's a you know a playoff team from last year who's who's currently on on hard times. So I got Cincinnati beating Cleveland. Um, it's just Cleveland doesn't have a quarterback Again Again
1: I know I heard that they went to, through Like three quarterbacks In one game I'm like what in the world is going on with these Browns Yeah. Um, but I will say this You know inevitably A losing team will win But this is not the week for the Browns I don't believe that, that this is the game That they're going to win out of all of the games That they play this season So I I chose the Bengals on this as well. So it makes me wonder where we're actually going to have differing views. Um, The next game might be where we have differing views because I I feel like it could go either way for me. And I I really wasn't even sure which way I was going to go on this particular game, if the Redskins versus the Lions. I'm
0: interested to see which way you leaned on this. Go ahead and tell me what you think about the Redskins versus the Lions.
1: I mean, honestly, a part of me feels like I'm going to be wrong on this one, and I feel like I'm going to lose traction in my my number one spot. <clears well, <clears <throat> well, let me right just now. tell
0: you, oh, there you got to defend <laughs> the throne, right? Because once you're on yeah. top, oh. gunning for you. All right, that's so right. Everybody's like you, one
1: game away from each other.
0: Let me just tell you, this seems to be the largest toss-up game for uh, ESPN this week, and the percentages. Of people have forty eight percent have chosen the Redskins and fifty two percent have chosen the Detroit Lions so this is almost a fifty fifty down the middle prospect for uh everyone who's involved in pick'em groups so that's that's pretty that's pre- this has got to be the biggest coin flip of the week
1: absolutely I really and don't know which being way to said, go
0: I flipped the coin, and it came up Detroit Lions. I just have a feeling. And I spoke to people at at work about this this week, um, just to shout out the people at work. The Detroit Lions are my pick from the NFC North to get a wild card, not the Green Bay Packers. The Detroit Lions, I think, are going to overcome the Green Bay Packers and take that one of the wild card spots in the NFC. So I'm riding with Detroit from here on out, uh, for the rest of the season. Gonna put it put my money well, you know, two weeks from now I might change my mind. But right now I'm taking the Detroit Lions to beat Mr You Like That Kirk Cousins um <laughs> at home. In you Detroit. like that? You like that?
1: <laughs> well um what I will say is this, that I chose the Lions as well, so part of me feels like maybe I should switch it to the Redskins just for a chance to um, have something different. Uh, but, I mean, that's that's where I, I fell. Um, I, I feel like it's very – the potential is high that the Redskins uh, could take this, for sure. Um, I don't have a doubt about that. But – I still am leaning towards
0: um I think there's something leaning going on towards
1: I just I just then feel I like they're at home I don't know yeah. whenever I'm in a very like tight spot and I don't know which way to go I do lean towards the home team That's just where I go So Yeah All
0: right so that's where, so, that's why. so far we've been we've been uh, lockstep with each other This is terrible that, this is be terrible. This must be a reason we're both on top. <laughs> we make wise choices. Okay, so a game. This is another game where I'm going to reveal. Last year I was uh, hopelessly in the camp for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I wanted to be in the camp for the Jaguars at the beginning of this season, but I'm done. I'm washing my hands. The Indianapolis Colts are going into Tennessee this weekend. The three and three Tennessee Titans are taking on the Colts and I am going to take the Titans to win this game and I'm also going to take the Titans from here on out to win this division. I think it's time that we that the Titans take that next step that Mariota takes the uh, uh, becomes a week-in, week-out, con- more consistent quarterback. But I think Tennessee is going to start to run the ball really effectively uh, with DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry and Mariota. So, you know, the Colts can't afford to to have one of their their regular fall behind by 75 points and try to come back in the fourth quarter games that reinforces the Andrew Luck's a great quarterback with nothing around a narrative. But if they do that against Tennessee, Tennessee will just run the ball all day long on them. That defense in Indianapolis is terrible. Give me the Titans all day.
1: Oh, we are going to have to find something that we disagree on. I I chose the Titans for this, obviously. Not only because I always give the Colts a hard time because of Andrew Luck, but just simply because – I. I feel like um, there's something in Tennessee with with Mariota, and uh, I like them to win this game. So that's it.
0: All right, I'm trying to re- trying to refresh the the Giants game. The next one is like the Saints versus the, the Chiefs. Yes. Oh,
1: are you talking about okay. the game? The game game? Yeah,
0: just, it's one twenty-six left with ooh. Oh, what? They're on the New York Giants' 15-yard line. Okay, that's interesting. All right. 15. Um, one five. 15. Yeah, one five. So they're mm-hmm. in inside the red zone with 1:26 well, okay, left to Well, okay, Giants, uh, time to get
1: time to, so, to intercept the ball. Time
0: defense. So intercept it. What do, which one are we go? Oh, Kansas Saints City versus, versus New Orleans. And New Orleans is another team that the Seattle Seahawks are going to see here within the next four weeks. We get to go to New Orleans on the road. So this is very interesting to me to see kind of how the New Orleans defense shapes up. It seems like New Orleans has had to get in games where they've had to outscore the other team. The Kansas City Chiefs secondary to me is is really good. Um it's ter- you know, turned in a great rookie year last year. Has come on in this sophomore season just as, just as effective. I like Kansas City on the road here uh, primarily because of the defense. New Orleans just seems to score a lot of points but can't play defense. So Kansas City should be able to dominate with, uh, running the ball and and keep this game close and then come away with with a victory. I you know the Chiefs keep fooling me. i a couple weeks in. I was like, oh, this is not the same, but now they're back to running the ball with Spencer Ware and Jamal Charles. Um, I think they're going to be a lot tougher. I I think right now I I can't really put uh Definite playoff contender in the AFC West. It seems to me that I can't put dirt on San Diego yet because because they've been in every game. Uh, keep I know to, that's the sad part. To some and degree. Oakland, Oakland keeps squandering uh, opportunities to to basically to finish off the division early by losing. So I just I can't really – and right now Denver's headed in the wrong direction. So I don't know who's who. So this is another week where i got to keep my eye on the AFC West to see kind of week to week which which team is going to show up. But I I like Kansas City here.
1: Yep, that's who I got as well. Man, we need Good to Lord. find something we, we disagree are we, on.
0: Are we even going to disagree on anything? Okay, I don't so know. We, we got the Oakland Raiders going on the road all the way to the eastern time zone across the great United States to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I took the Raiders. Um, I just don't think – Gus Bradley's in trouble, and he needs to figure it out quick because, I don't know, you know, you're seeing the success that that Dan Quinn is having in Atlanta – and you'd think that after all this time, some of that coaching would would have reshaped the Jaguars into something a little more consistent. And so far, it hasn't. You know, week in and week out, you don't know what you're going to get from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I just can't, you know, they'll probably be the team that upsets me this week and finds a way to beat the Raiders and the Raiders will find a way to get to throw away a game that they should win. But I'm taking the Raiders.
1: All right. Um, oh, by the way, I was watching my Twitter feed, and apparently the Rams did something stupid because people are laughing. Womp, womp, L-M-A-O. I think Case was vomiting there, uh, mommy, mommy Unit said. Ian said the womp, womp, L-M-A-O. And then somebody said, LOLOL Los Angeles.
0: Uh, Uh, It looks like, well, the last play was Case Keenum passed deep left intended for Brian Quick, intercepted.
1: Oh, there we go. I said it's time for an interception, so hello. They said say hello to Jared Goff. Rams, NFL are awful again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think they, uh, yeah, it's a final 17 to 10. I think he had four interceptions in this game, so that's boating well. So, another team in the NFC West takes a step backwards. So, really, just an opportunity to just start shoveling a couple shovels full of dirt on the Los Angeles Rams and their inaugural season back in Los Angeles. Ah, that's nice. That's nice. All right. So, did you take the Jaguars?
1: I did not take the Jaguars. I, th- I took the Raiders. So
0: we uh, are still
1: on track with each other. Now here's geez. a game that we could potentially disagree on, Vikings versus Eagles. Which way did you go on that well,
0: one? Uh, you know, you got the 5-0 uh, Vikings. Okay, the narrative in this game is quite fun. You got the 5-0 Vikings undefeated going into Philadelphia, 3-2. and But you got Carson Wentz, the rookie... Playing against that Minnesota Vikings defense, that has um, been one of the top three already this season. But then you have Sam Bradford going back to Philadelphia to play to play against the team that didn't want him, the team that traded him. Um, I think the narrative ends up falling in favor of the Minnesota Vikings. On the road beating the Eagles And the Eagles going to 3-3 three and three, Which is going to Benefit the Dallas Cowboys greatly uh, Dallas is off this week with a bye And I think You know A loss from I just think they're going to run away with that division now Unless they make the dumb mistake And just ruin Team chemistry And bring in Tony Romo that could ruin things. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Vikings, so tell me you're taking the Eagles, because that's boring. I am
1: not taking the Eagles. I am taking the Vikings. My word, we're tracking way too much with each other to th- this week. Usually, we've already hit some things that we disagree upon. Okay, well, Ravens was, versus there Jets. A,
0: there's a couple okay. in, that I was tempted to make a move, and then just... Better up Ravens against the Jets. Okay, the Jets short week, first of all. Yeah, they played late Sunday night, didn't they? No, whatever. Was it Sunday night? It might have been, but the Jets look terrible. They're gonna roll out Geno Smith, (laughs) it's not gonna be good. Um, I think the Ravens come away with a victory here, even though they're on the road. I just can't see Geno Smith. Uh, That team, the dysfunction in that team is going to be interesting. Geno Smith came into that game and didn't. uh, If you notice, you've watched the Jets play all year. You watch Ryan Fitzpatrick throw the ball to Brandon Marshall all game long. It's like every play is targeted to Brandon Marshall. Geno Smith came in the game the other night, and Brandon Marshall didn't get another target. I don't believe they're friends. I don't believe they're – I don't think they communicate at all. Um, So if you got Brandon Marshall on your team, I wouldn't – on a fantasy football team, I wouldn't start him this week. Uh, I don't think he's going to see a lot of targets. And I don't think the Jets can beat the Baltimore Ravens.
1: Well, apparently it's not this game that we're going to disagree on. (laughs) I chose the Ravens as well.
0: My word. Okay, this is this is the game I was tempted. I was seriously tempted, and then I just went with the home team. So San Diego at two and four is going into Atlanta. Both of these teams are playing well. Their records are just polar. They're they're exact opposites. The San Diego Chargers have lost four games in in epic fashion. In the fourth quarter, with with meltdowns and fumbles, out of uh, just totally out of the ordinary. So I think they're a much better team than their record shows. I believe that this might be the best game to watch today. Um, I think that the Atlanta San Diego game will be very very close. And in the end, I gave the edge to Atlanta because they are the home team. Julio Jones will probably have a huge game because I think that the Chargers have a banged up secondary, but Joey Bosa and and the San Diego defensive line, Melvin Ingram, they could get after Matt Ryan and Harry him a little bit. I think this is going to be a much closer game, and I would not be surprised if the San Diego Chargers upset the Atlanta Falcons. However, I'm a chicken, and I wanted to maintain a good record so i took the falcons at home <sighs>
1: gosh we're not going to find one i don't think we're going to find one um i chose the falcons as well so yeah
0: well what are we going to do game, the next the next game is oh, what excitement the 2 and 3 tampa bay buccaneers facing the 1 and 5 san francisco 49ers The 49ers are at home. doesn't matter. They don't have a home field advantage. They're playing terrible. Colin Kaepernick didn't give them a boost. I'm taking Tampa on the road to beat the 49ers.
1: (laughs) Okay. Let's just move on.
0: Uh Locked up. We are locked up this week. Nobody's going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers to defeat the New England Patriots. It's Landry Jones going against the Patriots. Even though the Steelers are at home, I'm taking Tom Brady and the Patriots. He can't afford, the Patriots can't afford to lose this game. It's important for home field advantage. Tom Brady and the Patriots beat Landry Jones and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The only chance. I think that the Steelers have here is if they could get Le'Veon Bell just to go off for like two hundred yards and just just sell all out and run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. That that could keep the keep the ball in their hands and uh keep the game close. But they if they get out of sync where if New England stops the run then the game's over.
1: Um yeah. I mean Okay, we only have one more game and I highly doubt we disagree on this game as well. Well, maybe we do. What do you got What do you have for the Texans versus the Broncos?
0: Okay, the Texans versus the Broncos at home. This is another one where I looked at it. This is going to be a great great story, but I don't think it's going to be a great game. The narrative once again is is a quarterback going back to the team that didn't want him. Uh, to play against – it's going to be a weird game. Can Osweiler actually focus and get the Houston Texans in a rhythm against a really good defense that knows Osweiler like the back of their hands? Uh, You know, home team, great defense, Um, having trouble running the ball in Denver, uh, looking for someone else besides C.J. Anderson. If Houston sticks to running the ball, they could keep it close. If Simeon makes mistakes, it could be close. but but all that being said, I'm taking the Broncos. and I have a really good feeling about how our picks have laid out this week. I mean, I'm already two and two and O going into the weekend, but I think we could have one of the best weekends we've ever had.
1: Well, here's here's the thing. I chose the Broncos, but I think I'm going to switch it. I just think that okay. even if I lose, even if I lose to you in the sense of like we'll be tied for first, if we if we're right and other people were wrong, um I would rather do that than have us completely be the same. I'm going to choose the Texans okay. because I forgot that there is that narrative and you know how I love narratives. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. where where uh, Brock Osweiler gets an opportunity to, to say, I didn't need you He
0: gets a chance anyway. to stick it to him, right?
1: Yeah. 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 So I'm just going to do All it right. that way. But not because that was my first inkling, but somebody's got to fall on the sword, and I choose to fall on this sword because oh, who knows? I appreciate who
0: knows?
1: Yeah, who and knows, knows how, how much? that'll
0: be the difference.
1: Yeah. Who knows you'll, how much
0: you'll you get vitriol and I'll get eleven. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, actually, you know, you and I choose games uh, in different manners, but you have done so well this year. Um, you maintained a what ninety ninety four percentile. That's a lot. See, let me of see.
1: Yeah. Let's see how much. Uh, yeah, ninety five percent.
0: And that's thousands. And thousands and thousands of people, baby. That's it's you know, it's it's hard to get up into that ninety seventh, 98th percentile because those guys are, you know, they've got sixty plus correct. But I think we over the over the seasons that we've been doing this, I think we've gotten better at, at judging some of the things and, and and refining the way that we select, and we're doing remarkably well. I mean, you know, to lead, to lead a pick'em league is you know we only have about ten people, but if we were in other pick'em leagues, we'd be up towards the top. We've done really well.
1: I hear you, um, and I mean, I, I, a lot of this is a mix of just watching how how games play out, and also just um how guts
0: yeah. really just a few. On some of these, a feeling. you know, I've had feelings, like a couple of weeks ago, I've had feelings where I've changed, changed a pick at the last 10 minutes. And I I was seriously tempted, and I'm glad that I uh, <laughs> I didn't get an opportunity to log in uh, before the Chicago-Green Bay game started, because I was almost tempted to take the Bears. Uh, mm. you know, I, I don't know why. And I'm glad that feeling passed. Maybe it was just a queasy stomach. I don't know. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, so. at least this game. I mean, I mean, is is this game? Are these games because we're tracking with each other, or do this does it feel like these, these games feel
0: predictable?
1: Yeah, maybe. Do you feel like games? These games that people are unmatched with each other to some degree.
0: Yeah, it's, well, it seems like this week a lot of the matchups just seem like a slam dunk. You know what I mean? This team is good mm-hmm. at that. The other team is bad at that. These, This team is home. So I would, you know, I don't know. But I, I, looking at the picks that we've made for this week, I have a good feeling that we're going to do well. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, but, anyways. 12 minutes. Anything about yeah. today's game with Arizona and Seattle that, that you're really well, interested no, how in? How about
1: this? How about we spend the last 12 games talking about your your chance to go and watch the Huskies live and, and what you're seeing out of the Huskies this season?
0: Oh, I'd love to. Love to. Well, first of all, let me just say thank you to Hoa. He um, called me a week ago who uh, called me and say, "Hey man, you want to uh you want to go to, to the University of Washington versus OSU?" and I was like, "Yes," yeah, because we just gone to a game earlier, a Seahawks game, and then we also went to a Husky game. But like I've told you a couple of weeks ago, this is an opportunity with the University of Washington that doesn't come around a lot. They are right in the mix for a national championship. I mean, college football, whether you're, you know, a regular watcher or not, you know, there's only one champion, just like a Super Bowl. But to have a team in the mix for the playoffs in our area just means that with the Seahawks and the Huskies, some of the best football in the nation is being played up here. So, and there's plenty of tickets, um, we sat in the East end zone about nine rows up and just got to watch, you know, college football plays out at a different pace than, than professional football, but there's always tradition, um, fanfare or whatever. I mean, you know, they get, you got the college band and and yesterday they had, you know, the alumni band with them. So, you know, all the time they're, they're, you know it's just different watching all the students enjoy the, the student section and just watching but this team is really good i mean the, there is a good chance that jake browning ends up in new york for, uh uh sitting there for the the heisman trophy at the end of the year this is this is amazing that the University of Washington Huskies not only could be playing for a national championship, that the leader of the team could possibly be a part of the finalists for the Heisman Trophy in New York. And this kid still has two seasons to go after this. But I mean, to go, uh, I think we're going to, I think I'm going to head back to see UW versus USC and even more we're thinking about going to this sets up an amazing apple cup and so the apple cup is being played in pullman and we're thinking of of uh, taking the road trip and going over there to martin stadium in pullman and and that that should be the last game of the season and nothing would make a cougar fan more excited than to defeat an undefeated university of washington team and take away that dream of a national championship. It's going to be such a great game if it if it ends up there. But the atmosphere and the excitement on Montlake is just as palpable as it is with the Seahawks in the playoffs. It's just with with college football every game matters so much. You can't afford to lose a game at all in college football. And so there's some great players and great play being put Put together some group uh, and and excellent coaching from Coach Peterson. If you get a chance, get a ticket, get on the light rail, go down to uh, see the Huskies, and and really, the national championship doesn't come around every every other year or whatever. I mean, we have this. The University of Washington or Washington State hasn't been in a national championship game since '91, so it's been quite some time. So you oh. need to come out for a game.
1: I know that um, my friends are super uh, excited. They're
0: super
1: excited, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's, it's it's I'm happy for them because I know that it's been it's it's nice to see my friends get super excited about their team doing well and and having a real opportunity, um, but. Um, yeah, I, I watched it and I was like, "Wow, this is a killing!" Because for for a long time it was zero points, and it was like thirty-one to zero or something. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's fun. It's fun whenever your a team in your state is doing well, whatever sport that yes. is. Even though, mind you, there's some sports that do well in our in our state that I don't know because I'm I don't watch them. Um, but, right. but I know that it, it always feels good when, uh, when that's the case. So
0: it's so a really good. fun day. I'm telling you, well, yesterday we had great weather. How
1: expensive too, so. are those tickets?
0: Um, they I think you can find probably in Well, they're probably going to go up a little bit, but somewhere between 35 to a hundred, depending on where you want to sit. So they're not too bad. Mm,
1: mm-hmm. You know what's so sad? Um, Remember when you had asked me what game I wanted to watch if you could get tickets for it, and I said the, the Panthers. But now I'm like, man, it's so, they're looking so lame this year. I'm not even sure.
0: Yeah, now, now it's like, ooh I want to go to Monday night. <laughs> it's now next week, right? I think that one of the premier games on the on the on the docket for the rest of the season is next Monday night. It is. Yeah, uh, the Buffalo Bills coming home to oh, play against okay. the. I believe that's next week.
1: Don't I, I'm not wrong, am I? Oh, I have no idea. This this
0: this I'm, season, I'm, I'm I've not so afraid. not
1: even. This season, I haven't they even. Have, well, that's good. You're not
0: looking forward it's a week eight.
1: No, no, week 8 real isn't I'm just taking it one week at a time. Russell Wilson there
0: you go. Look at you. Separation from <laughs> the corporation. Right? So, That's right. That's uh, right. We have a couple of minutes. But my wife has started watching. Um, my wife has uh, recently, maybe in the last six months, joined Facebook for the first time. So now Tuesday, her thing is to call me at work and say, I just watched Russell at the at the children's hospital. So now my wife is watching the children's hospital visits on Tuesday live Oh she's real she she thinks he's he's just awesome Um Yeah
1: yeah, yeah. He's, he's all right. right He's alright He's alright Yeah all
0: right.
1: Yeah I, I saw your I saw your uh, anniversary photo or whatever your wedding photo or whatever yeah, it was that? That's
0: pretty old super, That's super you're super young yeah. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, that's cool. got a hold Yeah. <laughs> <Right here>. eh. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, I Yeah. So I think that we're going to come away with a victory today. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a low stress day, I hope. And uh <laughs> Stop going. it, Joe, I, I please. The, I want one of those that's over at halftime.
1: Come You're on. Right. Look, this never, is Seahawks football. But,
0: we don't lose in the Wolf Grey.
1: I know, but it, it, it you're going to you're you're really thinking that they're going to have a no stress game.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. They well, they will find it. a way
1: to stress you out. They will find a way to stress you out. Believe me. All right. <laughs> All right.
0: So we've we we've meandered to the end of another podcast.
1: We made it through, folks. You made it through there as well. You go. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. (laughs)
0: Hawks.
1: Well, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.